Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, January 25th, 2020. Some unfortunate news broke, some sad news broke throughout baseball that uh, we will be discussing in the first segment. In segment number two, I'm going to be talking a lot about the some free agent signings that went down. I'll be discussing all that. I'll be doing kind of like a little speed round for that, but a majority of the show today will be and should be dedicated to what was, I believe, Friday. This was announced that Henry Hank Aaron passed away at the age of 86. I mean, I if you don't know who Hank Aaron is, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast, but uh, former outfielder and first baseman for the Braves, played 23 years in Major League Baseball, was the all-time home run king for 31 years, I believe it was, until Bonds broke it. 755 home runs. To this day, still the all-time leader in runs batted in, the all-time leader in total bases. There are so many things that made Hank Aaron incredible, and yet you, you kind of have to break it down into two subsections. There's Hank Aaron, the player, and then there's the importance that Hank Aaron had on the African-American community, and just uh, on the world, truly. And I'll just start by talking about him as a player. You could make the argument Hank Aaron's the greatest baseball player of all time. I mean, the the all-time leader in runs batted in, all-time leader in total bases, was the all-time leader in home runs for closer, for over 30 years, a career war of 143.1. Are you kidding me? This was a guy who played 23 years in Major League Baseball, and at one point, for 21 consecutive seasons, was an all-star. 21 years in a row, Hank Aaron was an all-star. And this was, and I get it, I think there was, there was still fan voting then, but it was a lot different than the kind of uh, politicized uh, uh, a pageantry of, of the voting that goes down today, where they just kind of pick the best story, or, or certain fans, fan bases, you know, flood the, the ballot boxes. It was a different time. And for 21 years in a row, this guy was among the best in the game, if not the best in the game. Only won one MVP, but finished in the top 10 or top 20 countless times. Won, a, won several gold gloves as well. I mean, uh, you know, I know I've said before anyone can read a baseball reference page, but just for reference here, I just want to go down the list of all the things he led baseball in throughout his career. Led the league in games played once. Led the league in runs scored three times. Hits twice. Doubles three times. Home runs, four times. 
RBIs three times. He won two batting titles, led the league in slugging percentage three times, led the league in OPS three times, OPS plus three times, led the league in total bases eight times, sack flies once, and intentional walks once as well. This guy was an absolute machine on the baseball field. And there are those players, and I've talked about him before, Omar Vizquel, a prime example of guys who played a long time and maybe accumulated a lot of stats or a lot of hits, but were never really at the top of their game. There was never a time in which Hank Aaron wasn't at the top of his game. What a remarkable, remarkable career, and that that leads us to talking about him as a person. And I'm sorry, but if you want to talk about the legacy of Hank Aaron, you have to discuss what he experienced growing up and throughout his whole career. I, I mean, this guy spent a large majority of his career uh, playing in the South, playing in Atlanta. You know, did play in Milwaukee for a while when they were the Milwaukee Braves, and then, of course, they moved to Atlanta. But this was not a, a great time uh, for racism in American history. I mean, he played from 1954 to 1976. He played in the heart of of the civil rights era. And you, you, if you've ever watched you know, some of the stories he's told, and I recommend people go out and watch just like documentaries about him, little, little biographies that they did on ESPN, just what this guy experienced growing up. It was, it was absolutely insane and really unacceptable. And then, of course, you get to Major League Baseball, which for a long period of time, obviously until Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, was considered a, a white man's game. And this guy came into the league in 1954 and right away was one of the best players in baseball. I mean, finished fourth for Rookie of the Year his his first season. After that was an all-star for two, over two decades consecutively. And you, you hear the stories and it's no surprise he heard it. He heard it from the fan bases, you know, who hated him and would yell out horrible racial slurs. And, you know, there's the old story of, of Jackie Robinson that, that Branch Rickey said, you know, I want a player with the guts not to fight back. And it's like Hank Aaron carried on that legacy. And I really encourage people, if you're looking for like the ultimate moment of Hank Aaron's career, and one of the ultimate moments in baseball when he hit the home run to break Babe Ruth's record, Babe Ruth was the all-time home run king at the time. Vince Scully was on the call and gave an all-time great baseball call. No surprise, Vince Scully probably, I mean, not probably, Vince Scully, the greatest play-by-play guy in the history of baseball, but his call, and I'm just going to read off the quote here, after Hank Aaron had rounded the bases and was greeted by his teammates and his family and, and, and even some fans, there were two knuckleheads who ran onto the field to try to congratulate him. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking the record of an all-time baseball idol. That is, that's really a powerful, powerful quote and a powerful, powerful moment. I doubt he'd admit to this or, or ever had admitted to this, but that moment had to be one of the ultimate FU moments to a lot of people because this guy I'm sure throughout his whole career throughout his whole life was experiencing racism played the the second half of his career in the deep south kept his head down and that moment basically said you know what go ahead and say whatever you want to say to me you've been doing it my whole life you've been doing it my whole career I just broke a record that a lot of people thought would never be broken and guess what every single one of you that booed me guess what you're standing for me and you're applauding me now and that's like to me that's kind of the the power of sports that it has the ability 
to to create that kind of unity uh, that even people who are the most ignorant people in the world can come to terms with one's greatness even it is even if it is really late in their careers a, a one in a million life and a one in a one in a million player i mean there's no there's no other way to describe it i think one of the most overused things one of the most overused phrases that people have and millennials use it and even older people use it is when they say i have no regrets i think that's insane i regret things every day i do stuff that's like why why did i do that i think that's stupid i think when people say that to me if, if you have no regrets it means you probably didn't take any risks this is one of those examples where if hank aaron were, were to have said at the end of his life i have no regrets i would have absolutely believed it he lived that amazing of a life he had that amazing a career and there were some people going off on twitter saying that number 44 should be tire- retired all throughout major league baseball from now on um yeah i, I mean probably uh, jackie robinson i believe is the only player who's had his number retired all throughout baseball that obviously makes sense 42 will be net will never be worn again nor should it ever be worn again throughout major league baseball and hank aaron I mean, if you're not going to retire anyone else's, then who are you going to retire? I mean, this is one of the all-time icons, not just of baseball, but of sports. Hank Aaron, dead at the age of 86. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, so that will do it for our first segment. When I come back, I'm going to do a little speed round. There were a fair amount of signings that have gone down over the last week. Some I covered, some I didn't, but I'm going to go over the ones that I didn't talk about. Kind of give them a grade in terms of how I feel about them and how I feel about those teams in general. We'll talk about that in segment number two. We'll be right back. The Super Bowl is set. That is the the biggest holiday ever for betting on sports. That's just under two weeks away now, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. I want you to get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The improved built bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And built bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, everybody. So as I teased in segment number one, there were a fair amount of signings that went down over the last few days, even the last week, that I didn't really talk about. And I want to just do a little speed round because uh, there's not a whole lot here to really discuss that I could fill an entire segment with. Like the, the George Springer signing 
you fill a segment with that. That's a big deal. That's a huge signing. That's one of the top three free agents on the market now with the Toronto Blue Jays. Some of these I don't have a ton to say about them, so I'll just run through them real quickly. Before I do that, uh, I forgot to mention, Derek Holland, left-handed pitcher last year, was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's He's been with the White Sox. His best years were uh, in Texas with the Rangers. Signed a minor league deal with the Tigers. Uh, it looked like he said on Twitter that he probably wouldn't be fighting for a rotation spot, maybe trying to do something out of the bullpen. People are making a big deal out of it. Yeah, he's not he's not any good anymore, but it's a minor league deal. You know, somebody will get injured at some point and he'll get called up probably to f- pitch a few innings out of the pen. You know, if the team was competitive, I'd probably be uh, upset about this that they aren't aiming higher, but it's what I don't know. Maybe I've just been broken down so much to the point where I just I can't bring myself to care that much about Derek Holland signing a minor league contract. So let's jump ahead to some of these signings here. Uh, with some of them, I will go over the kind of terms of the deal. With some of them, I won't. We'll just start with Jose Quintana going to the Los Angeles Angels, and I'm going to be giving these a grade. I'm going to give this one a C. It's a one-year, $8 million deal. Like if, In general, if, if the Angels had a more complete rotation, I would probably view this as a, a B or even a B plus and say, hey, you know what? You you could plug him in. Maybe he can be a number three in a, in a good rotation. Who knows? I think he's still got some good baseball left, though. He hasn't really shown it over the last year and a half. But I, I wouldn't say it was a terrible signing. The problem is the Angels need a lot more. I mean, Jose Quintana, you're, you're putting a, a piece of bubble gum trying to fix a, a leaking dam. It's not going to work. They need to splurge. Like if there's te- one team out there that I feel like should – overpay, like grossly overpay for Trevor Bauer, it would be the Angels. I, I don't see them going anywhere with their, their current pitching staff. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've made my opinion known on this. I, I think that they should just start from scratch and, and set Mike Trout free. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but yeah, I'll give this one a C. A Jay Happ, a one-year, $8 million deal to the Minnesota Twins. Jay Happ, the ultimate number three, maybe even number four starter in a rotation, in any rotation. He's had a very good career. He's had a lengthy career. Some years have been better than others. Bounced back with an all right season last year after being pretty darn poor for the Yankees in 2019. Uh, I give it a B minus. You know, the Twins are obviously limited by their budget. They don't spend a ton of money. Not a big market team, but he'll contribute for them. And in a weak division, I could see him every few starts giving them some good innings. Uh, Kike Hernandez and Garrett Richards to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I actually give this a B. I think these are two solid signings. They are frustrating signings as a Tigers fan because these are two players for cheap that I feel like the Tigers could have easily gone out and got. Kike Hernandez is not some some huge power name, but I feel like he's responsible for a lot of big moments. Like his numbers in Los Angeles were pretty pedestrian, but that, that's a guy who adds a lot to a baseball team. And Garrett Richards, uh, low-risk, high-reward signing. He, injuries have, have hurt him his whole career, but you add him to a rotation as potential trade bait. Maybe he figures something out and slightly returns to the form that made him close to an all-star caliber pitcher in the mid-2010s. Then, then you can dish him for prospects at the deadline. It is remarkably frustrating that the Red Sox, who last year were one game, one game better than the Tigers, seem to be uh, more inclined to spend money this offseason. I find that very, very frustrating. We have two pitchers, and I, I talked about this one last week, Kirby Yates to the Toronto Blue Jays. Give it a B-. minus. I think a lot of people were really excited about this. He was really terrible last year, even before his injury, and as great as he was in 2019, he's really only had 
what, two really, really productive seasons. He's kind of been bounced around from place to place, and relievers are very unreliable when it comes to that stuff. Sometimes one one injury can throw a guy's whole career off balance, but they didn't pay him a ton of money for it. You add some depth to that bullpen for the Jays, which near the end of last season was actually pretty darn good. Lastly, this wasn't a signing, but a trade. Joe Musgrove traded to the San Diego Padres. This happened a while ago. I just never talked about it. Fifth starter, I think probably a guy that some people believe was held back in Pittsburgh. We've seen that many times. We've seen it with Glass now. We saw it with Cole where they have this one-size-fits-all mentality to their pitchers, and it doesn't work, especially when you have guys who are capable of striking people out. So hopefully he comes to San Diego and flourishes, but even if he doesn't, that rotation right now is so good that all they need of him is to be you know, a fourth or fifth starter and they're in pretty good shape. So those are just the signings that I didn't get a chance to cover over the last week. It's been a pretty crazy news cycle. Obviously, other news has broke throughout all of Detroit sports that I've been a little bit more focused on and a little bit more upset about Michigan. all, all of Michigan sports uh, getting uh, canceled for two weeks. The Matt Stafford stuff didn't, didn't bother me. I wish him the best, and I like Stafford. I don't know why I'm rambling about this, but either way, that will do it for today's show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014 if you want. I haven't tweeted since... Well, I sent out one tweet on December on Christmas Eve, and besides that, I haven't tweeted since November 28th or something like that. But you can follow this show on Twitter, at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written, positive, five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. We've gotten a lot recently. I really appreciate that, guys. I, I want those numbers to get bumped up. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to this stuff, and I'm doing the best I can to bring you the best product po- possible. I can't talk today, man. I'm sorry. Got through a whole show. Wasn't able to talk. Kind of a miracle. So thank you for tuning in today, everybody. I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.